Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Welcome back to another session of Recalibrate, and Luke is with me again today. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we just love have, love having you here, Luke. You're Thanks, just, just awesome. Now, this is your gifting. Thank you. Especially now you've got a cup of coffee in your hand. I know, it's true. It's you. It's yeah, 100% it's true. you. Our family's really into those um, anagrams. It's called an anagram or whatever. You know, your number one, number enneagram? three. Enneagram? Yeah. The enneagram, so, yeah. I yeah. Really that. What is your enneagram, Paul? You know what? I'm an eight. I knew that. <laughs> uh, I'm a nine, which you probably knew as well. So, well, I didn't because I can't remember the numbers okay. <laughs> and what they mean. A nine, if you can believe it, is the peacemaker. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so okay. That's oh, that's why we work so well together. Yeah, right? It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's very a god true. thing. I have an eight wing though, so you know <laughs> we might butt heads every now and then. I can't remember what the numbers mean. And so I just randomly go around. Oh, that person's a six. Having no idea even what a oh, six yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyhow, we're not talking about that today. Although I'm sure everybody now is saying, "Oh, keep going, keep yeah, going." No, it's it's really true. fascinating. It's true. It's true. Um, we're, we're continuing and finishing off this week's discussion about the Lord's table. Right. And I was doing some research because I just felt my spirit. We should just reflect a little bit upon the cup, okay, and the and and the blood. And in my research, I hit upon something, I'm going to call it the great revelation, All right. Um, that I had never seen before, but somebody else pointed it out, and then I took time to expand on it. So here's the thing. Uh, in the Jewish Passover, right. not the original one that the people did in, Israel, in uh, Egypt when they first left Egypt, Okay. But first century Palestine, when Jesus was ministering. Okay, tracking with you. Yeah. So what had happened is the traditions had started to be had started to be built up in the Jewish culture, and so they had a, a book called the Talmud. Okay. And the Mishnah, which are the oral writings of the rabbis over hundreds of years. Great. Now we're becoming books. They hadn't actually become a book yet, but they were still oral, but they were forming into books. And they had begun to dictate how you actually did the Passover. Okay. So by the time of Christ, um, these oral traditions were well established in the community. And at Passover, they had four cups of wine during the Passover meal. What? <laughs> Good thing there was no driving back then in Passover. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this before, and no wonder the disciples were all asleep when they went to pray. Right. And maybe give us some insight as to why Paul was mad they were getting drunk in Corinth, maybe. This, <laughs> we're taking four cups yeah, of wine. Yeah, exactly. Big cups, I'm sure. Let the grace flow. Yeah. So it's remarkable, but what is even more... And each of those cups has a meaning to it. They take place at four stages through the meal. Oh, wow. And each time you take it, it's to finish off a certain section of the meal. So they were like markers in the meal. Okay, we got this far. Let's have that's let's, amazing. Let's have a bit of wine. That's amazing. <laughs> but here, what stunned me more, and I had <laughs> never seen this before. And you're going to think I'm teaching false doctrine, but I'm going to prove it to you. Okay. But in the meal that Jesus takes, the Last Supper, he takes. There are actually four cups. Crazy. And he takes, he involves all four cups. Huh. I have never seen it before. I was floored and I thought, I got to share this with you. 
Amazing. Because you're a number nine. I am a nine. And I've just got to share it with whoever's <laughs> listening out there. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a great, great revelation. So I want to go through it. Because remember, each of these cups represents something which is a reflection of Christ. Wow. So, so this is a manifestation through the cups of the Passover meal that Jesus took that night as a reflection of what he was about to do. So we're ready. So we're going to read from Luke chapter 22. And we're going to start with verse 17. And I'm going to read the whole of this passage first and then go back because you'll see the first two cups here. And I'd never even seen this before. Then he took the cup of wine and gave thanks to God. That's Luke 22, verse 17. Then he said, this is, um, take this and share it amongst yourselves, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. So that's okay. really significant. Yeah. Then he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it and broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took another cup. Have you ever seen that before? It- I don't think that I have in this light by any means. It's crazy, right? Yeah. He took it's, another cup of wine. Because I think in this sense you refer to this cup as the new covenant, not realizing it's another cup. It's another cup. That's amazing. Cup. This is the cup of my new covenant, of the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. So I was like, so good. okay, what? this is crazy. <laughs> but then I want, to, I want you to think for a minute. Okay. Let's, let's keep going with the cup. Okay. So we've got two now. Okay. Clearly stated in Luke, there was a cup at the beginning of the meal, and there was another cup which he referred to as the cup of the covenant. Okay. But there's another cup that turns up, not at the dinner table, but later on. Can you remember after the dinner, another cup appears in the story of Jesus before he went to the cross? Right, yeah. Right, we're talking about um, the cup of suffering, right? The cup of suffering. Yeah, amazing. Father, if it is your will, take this cup. So when he went to the Garden yeah. of Gethsemane, wow. there was another cup there wow. from this meal yeah. that he had, which was with the cup of suffering, the cup wow. that he wanted taken away. That's the third cup of the Passover. Wow. And then there is a fourth, which I just can't believe it was actually there. When he's on the cross. Hmm. He says, I am thirsty, and it's not a cup, but there was a vessel full of sour wine, it says Mm -hmm. in John. They put it in a sponge, and they put it in his mouth, and when he received that last cup, oh, I'm getting goosebumps right now, buddy. When he received that last cup, he then declared, Mm. it is finished. Wow. Four cups through the evening, representing the four cups of the Passover. Mm. I just want to clarify something here. It's interesting at the very beginning he said, I will not drink wine again until the kingdom comes. Right. What's remarkable is it seems that he did not drink any of the first three cups. Hmm. Even though he passed the cup around for them to partake, he himself, he basically says to them, you guys have it. I won't take it. I'm not going to take it until the kingdom comes. But he takes the last cup. Right. Says it is finished. Right. Indicating that his death right. has ushered in the kingdom. The kingdom of Amazing. God. Amazing. I think wow. I always thought about that. His like Jesus is just not having wine during this period of the cross and now, you know, or his oh, ascension. I never yeah, considered yeah, yeah. I never considered the wine on the cross, the sour wine, as what he was referring to during the Last Supper. That's incredible. And, and, and the fact that he says it is finished immediately mm-hmm. means the work is done, mm-hmm. the kingdom has come. I, I find it interesting too, uh, I was looking at a verse the other day in reference to Jesus coming into Jerusalem and he says, I hunger. 
and then he um, looks at the fig tree that's has the oh, leaves yes. yeah, yeah. without the leaves, and then he curses it, right? Yeah. And there's only a couple references of, of Christ in saying, I'm either I hunger or oh, I thirst. Okay. And okay. this is right as he's on the cross, he says, I thirst. And yeah. just, you know, like that, it's kind of amazing. And of course, that... Uh, maybe even a little bit metaphorical. There yeah, and that, a, that yeah, 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 you have to look at all those things. But yeah, that yeah. reference to okay. the fig tree is about a, a fruitless Jerusalem, right? Right. So that's, yes. that's kind of yes, amazing. Yes, a prophetic, a prophetic yeah, hunger. Gesture, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, but don't think every Sorry. time we get hungry that there's a prophetic message. No, behind. not at all. Okay. No. But it's very good. There's so much. And, and I think that obviously us not being Jewish, we miss out on a lot mm. of the stuff that's going on behind right. the scenes here. Of course. But I want to run through those four cups quickly then. The first cup he takes uh, that he doesn't drink, but he says, the Bible says it's the first cup. He says in Luke chapter 22, I won't drink any wine again until the kingdom has come. The first cup in the Passover mirror is called the cup of sanctification. And it's the cup that um, is a cup of consecration. It's like take it at the beginning of the meal. It's kind of like as they pray a prayer over the beginning of the evening, Mm -hmm. they take that cup and it's an act of consecrating the evening, what's about to happen Mm -hmm. into God's hands and into um, the source. So basically Jesus taking this first cup and say, saying, listen, guys, we're consecrating, and what's about to happen is very special. I'm not even going to take the cup because what's about to happen in this evening, we're consecrating the whole evening, mm-hmm. uh, my death even, into the hands of God. Mm-hmm. So that's the first cup. Wow. Second cup he takes um, in Jewish tradition is called the cup of deliverance, which or the cup of covenant, which is, I know that this is something very dear to your heart, mm-hmm. this idea of covenant. Mm-hmm. And it would happen in the meal when they would read the Passover story, the original Passover story okay. from Scripture. And then when they had read the Passover story, they would take the cup of deliverance or the cup of covenant mm-hmm. and uh, lift it up and pass it around as an affirming of the story and the promise of, of covenant through the Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. And that's the cup that Jesus says, this is my blood right. and the new covenant and uh, that has been given to affirm the new covenant. Right. I know for you that's a really core part of the. I mean, I know for all of us, but mm-hmm. this is a revelation you have had a lot about yeah, the concept of, of covenant and the Absolutely. Lord's table. Yeah. yeah, I think it's also amazing that um, as you look through all the Old Testament and all the tabernacle literature, that they would be taking the bread and the wine as a practice. But it wasn't until this moment where Christ says this is my body and this is my blood, that it bring clarity to all those generations of this practice, which is kind of amazing if you think about it, right? Because yeah. we we are very obviously, you know, used to hearing that. Yeah. But it's something they had done as a symbol, yeah. never really quite realizing and Christ proclaiming that this is yeah. his body and his blood. It's just... Ah, oh, it just it just gives me. I the think for the disciples, it must have gone over their head because they couldn't get it. They they were on a high. They were thinking they were about to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. And he's referring to his body being mm-hmm. the blood and his body being the bread. Right. And so it's it, very remarkable. Amazing. So that's the second cup. And that's the cup that we, when we do the Lord's table, that's primarily the cup that we are uh, speaking of. The cup that's of deliverance. The, the cup of deliverance, yeah. the cup of covenant, the cup yeah. that Jesus took, the second cup. Wow. The third cup is called the cup of thanksgiving. It's kind of like the first ending to the ceremony. 
and they take it and they give thanks for what God has done and the provision which done. And that's that's what we see Jesus taking to the Garden of Gethsemane, mm. a cup of thanksgiving. And I, right. I think that combination, we call it a cup of suffering. Right. And it's that, com- that, that tension between mm. suffering and thanksgiving mm-hmm. um, that right. is taking place here, suffering right. and praise, right. um, which we all face, right, to balance Jesus, you can see it even in Jesus' prayer, Lord, take this cut from me, mm-hmm. but not my will be done, your, your will yeah, be done. This yeah. tension of thanksgiving wow. and suffering at the same time. Huh. And it's the journey all of us as Christians go for. I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. And then the last cup's called the cup of completion. You take it right at the end of the meal. Right. And obviously, in the case of Christ's death, when, when he said, I am thirsty on the cross, and they put that uh, sponge with wine vinegar in it to mm. his lips, he takes it. Uh, fulfilling the idea that I will not take again until the kingdom has come. He takes it, and um, then he says, it is finished. It's, it's right in line with the Passover meal, hmm. the cup of completion, Amazing. the cup of finishing. It's done. I've taken the cup. I didn't take anything until this moment, and now I've taken it to signify to you the kingdom has come, the the, the work has been accomplished, and uh, the Lord be glorified. So it's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. There. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. My mind's just a little blown here. So <laughs> forgive me if I come across. No, it's just awesome. I just, I love that so much. You hear these these things where you've heard them your entire lives, and then you just kind of yeah. wake up to this realization. It's yeah. yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I thank for the Lord for that, and I think part of this was just purely to. These are again uh, opportunities for us through these just to have a. A greater understanding of what Christ mm. has done for us at the cross. Yeah. It, it's uh, like somebody once said, the the death and resurrection of Christ is like a, a diamond, and you turn it all multiple mm. facets and ways, and you always see something new. Yeah, like a kaleidoscope. You used I to love, love those. Used to love those little things. Yeah. My grandparents used for to give sure. me one, and you shake it, and then you look down the end, and it's different patterns, different colors, never the same, never, never the same. Amazing. And uh, this is what the gospel is like. There's so many ways to look at it. Well, the Lord bless you. Uh, know that he has completed the work. Mm-hmm. He's done it. He's taken the Amen. cup. It's finished. The Passover is complete. The final lamb has been slain, and our sins have been removed. Glory be to Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com.